Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Hey, on today's episode, we're talking about how you can recession-proof your business. doesn't matter if there's a recession that's going to happen or not. You can take some steps to make sure that your business can actually thrive no matter what's going on in the economy. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. My name's Blake. I run a business called Good Advice, and this is my podcast where I talk about all business-related things. If you've been thinking about how to grow your business, thinking about that next step for your business, you come to the right place. I love this podcast because it's my opportunity to share the things that are actionable and tangible for you wherever you are in your business, and today is no different. I'm talking today about inflation, talking about the looming recession, maybe, you know, topics that are kind of a bit negative. And, uh, you know, I, I typically I try to I try to be a bit optimistic and positive when we talk on different topics in the podcast. But on Wednesday, I was at an event and someone casually was talking about my podcast and he said, hey, you know, have you have you thought about talking about inflation or like what's your what are your thoughts on inflation? And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that I haven't talked about this before. So that's going to be the focus of today's episode is talking through, I mean, you, you may have been just tuning into the news. Maybe you're someone who you, you don't read the news at all, which if that's you, by the way, um, I'm very impressed by you and super jealous of you because you probably have a much better um, diligence around avoiding just the negative, the cynicism, kind of all the craziness that's happening out there. Um, and if you are a sucker for the news, which I feel like I typically am, you know, you've probably come across all sorts of articles, things that talk about inflation, things that talk about, um, the reported inflation rate and what the actual inflation rate is, and if we're heading into a recession or not, or if we're already in a recession, we're going to talk all about that today on today's episode. Now, in general, if, you, if you've never checked out the podcast before, you know, we really don't do a lot of theoretical conversations. You know, I'm not going to walk you through my favorite book or anything like that. Really, my style has always been around talking about things that make sense to me. And so ideally, hopefully, um, you know, what we talk about today will give you some actionable, tangible things to do. And if you feel like you're still lost, you can always reach out. Or if you have another insight that I didn't think of, you can email me. It's Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. One second, I'm looking at my phone. I think my um, daughter is learning how to do dishes. Uh, my wife has uh, discovered that when she asked my daughter to help with the dishes, that my daughter goes from whining to totally, I'm all in, but I hear clanking of dishes. So let me make sure this is, um, let me make sure that this is, um, 
at least relatively quiet. So it's not picking up every noise, uh, which can't fault them if, if, you know, that does happen when I do dishes, I typically do them at like 11 o'clock at night. And usually my wife's coming out with like a look of like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Like, why are you making so much noise? So anyway, all to say, if you hear banging pots and pans, uh, we're just having a party over here. So, but let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about the looming recession. What does this mean for you? What does this mean for your business? I'll say right off the bat that um, you absolutely, and this is just true in business in general, you absolutely want to get used to having the right mentality for your business. I think one of the most challenging things in terms of being an entrepreneur, about being a business owner, is understanding the mental game and overcoming the temptation to fall into despair, to fall into negativity, to indulge in imposter syndrome. These are all things that, and it doesn't matter your mental state, by the way, it doesn't matter if you are more of a cynic versus, you know, there's always rainbows and, you know, beautiful opportunities. I think, I think anyone can fall into the mental trap, the mental challenge that comes with running a business. So wherever you are in that, you absolutely have to be mindful of it. You absolutely have to mentally battle and develop a habit around mental toughness and optimism. This is, and by the way, guys, this is not something that uh, I'm amazing at. I, I, I'll be really honest. I suck at this. Like I really suck at this, but I know enough to know that it's crucial for you and your business, especially when times are hard because um, that is going to be the thing that keeps you going when nothing else seems to be working. So the mental game is important. But more importantly, it's this distinction between a mentality of scarcity and fear versus a mentality of abundance and opportunity. And and here's what's interesting about this is that sometimes when we talk about this topic, people think that we're talking about um, blind optimism, like, you know, oh, you got to be optimistic. And so it's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to make a million dollars this month. And you've like never made a sale ever in your life. You're not even talking to anyone. You don't even know what you're selling yet. Like you just quit your job and that's it. Probably not going to happen. We're not talking about blind optimism, but we are talking about having a bit of a toughness around how you choose to see the world. Um, I, I remember whenever I first started my business, I had people who, which I, I don't think I'm like an incompetent person. I mean, I feel like I've typically done pretty well wherever I've worked. Like I feel like, I feel like I'm a good worker, but when I started my business, I had people's people whose reactions were like, Oh, Blake, what are you doing? Like this, this could not be a worse decision. Like, why are you doing this? And I was kind of, I was a bit surprised by it. I was like, wow, this, I don't know what this says about people's perception of me, but this is kind of off putting. And I had a friend of mine who was a business owner, was a CEO of, an, of a major brand. And she said, you know, Blake, first of all, she was very encouraging. She said, you should do this. It's going to be awesome. But the second thing she said was, Blake, you just, you have to be mindful of who you are listening to because people with a scarcity mindset are going to think you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And that really resonated with me. And I, in hindsight, 
I've found that to be true whenever I talk to people and engage with people. You can always tell what kind of mindset they typically have. This is, by the way, typically true in like the nonprofit space where there's like a major donor. Uh, here we have like the Walmart Family Foundation. And it's not uncommon for a nonprofit to have the mentality of if I'm not getting donors from large businesses like the Walmart Family Foundation, then I'm doomed. I'm screwed. I'm not going to get any great funding whatsoever. And that's not the case. Uh, it's also not the case that, you know, if one major nonprofit gets a major donation, it doesn't mean that you also won't get them. It's like, it's like sometimes our mentality is there's only so much to go around, not just in the nonprofit space, but also in the sales space. You know, someone lands a major customer, uh, maybe a customer that you really wanted. And the temptation can, can be, I'm now screwed. I, who am I going to get as a sale? Or like thinking, you know, a competitor of yours has a hundred clients. Oh no, I guess I won't have any customers now thinking that there's only a hundred customers to go around when really there's, you know, tens of thousands. So recognizing the need for the right mentality is incredibly important because if you have the wrong mentality, it will paralyze you when the economy goes south. And I've already, I've already heard this mentioned a multitude of times. Um, so we're living in a time of inflation right now. We, we know there's inflation. We're seeing prices increase. I got a cheeseburger the other day that was like $18. <laughs> it was very good though. It was a very tasty cheeseburger. But I was like, man, this is, this is a bit wild. Uh, it's wild how much money I'm spending on just basic things. But it hasn't affected the way that I sell it hasn't affected my conversation. I'm not panicked and desperate. Um, I'm charging. I'm charging honestly more than I've ever charged before for my services. I'm selling more than I've ever sold before. Like there is some real incredible momentum for my business, and that is because I see the opportunity that's out there, despite how the economy is doing. Again, disclaimer, I'm not perfect in this. Like, please don't think that I don't have down days. I don't have uh, depressed days. I don't have days where, you know, I send the contract out and it sits in, you know, limbo for weeks on end until I get frustrated. And I think, well, you know, it was never going to happen anyway. I mean, I, I battle, you know, negative self-talk just like anyone else. But point being is my mentality around my business is framing the decisions I'm making for my business. It's like a friend of mine who's running a business who we were talking about his business just casually. And he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to invest some money like in marketing and advertising. Like I'm going to basically scale up my business. That is someone who has a good mentality for their business and who's thinking about opportunities rather than being stagnant or paralyzed because their mentality is, oh, I don't, I don't, because think how easy this could be. This person could very easily, you know, they could spend thousands of dollars on marketing, advertising, whatever, or they could think, oh no, I don't know what the economy is going to be like in six months. So I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to save as much money as possible. Don't mistake what I'm saying here. I'm not talking about being financially smart. I'm not talking about um, like, like understand that I'm not, I'm not talking about like a lack of um, intentionality with your finances. 
we're not talking about blowing money here or there or being wistful, you know, just like what, what I'll just spend money on anything. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a high, a hyper growth strategy versus a conservative, um, I'm going to keep my money in my pocket type of mentality. There are times for both, but if your reason for keeping your money to yourself is fear over the economy, I, I think you're losing out on opportunities. I think more importantly, you have to be careful who you're surrounding yourself with because they will also frame how you see your business. The people that I'm talking to who I respect, who are running businesses and running them well, not a single one of them is talking about hunkering down. There's a guy I know who runs a restaurant. He's talking about launching his second restaurant. And we know how crazy chaotic restaurants are. He's launching his second restaurant. Uh, a friend of mine I mentioned already is scaling up advertising for his business. Uh, another friend who runs a business is launching a second location in another city, which is very expensive and very challenging. And so keep bear all this in mind. Um, you know, it's not that any of us are like gurus or hopelessly optimistic. It's really, frankly, the, the adage, the show must go on. We don't know what the future's like. We don't know what's going to happen. So we are going to continue to focus on growing our businesses as best as we can. Uh, and I'm no different. I'm hiring a social media person who's going to be managing the social media portion of my business. That's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of money over the year. And certainly, if, if I'm operating in a scarcity mindset, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be thinking, geez, I might need this money later. I'm not going to do it. And I'd frankly, I'd probably miss out on some really great opportunities. So that's, that's my first thing to say on this topic is you have to be mindful of your mentality and even so much as recognize what's in your control and what's out of your control. I was talking to a guy who was having some, he was struggling in the sales world. And he said, man, I think it's inflation. I think people are rethinking buying from me. And I said, dude, you know what? You really can't control that. It's really, it's out of your control. Like what someone is internally thinking about inflation or the state of the world or the state of the economy, that has really nothing to do with you. Now, it might inform your sales process. It might change or tweak how you talk about your product, but endlessly stressing over, are, are we in a recession? Are we not? Are we heading to one? Are we not? This is mental energy on things you cannot control. The actionable that you can control is, I have a customer who's possibly a bit averse to spending. How do I build trust with them in the sales conversation? And those are basic insights like, um, you know, um, knowing their problem before they come to you. It's familiarizing yourself with your, your market. I was uh, interviewing a guy who's, um, he's, his episode is going to go live uh, next month, but he was talking about doing bookkeeping for uh, landscapers. And he basically was talking about, yeah, I mean, I want to handle the bookkeeping so that when they're done with the hard day's work, they can go and relax. This is someone who understands the problem that their customers are facing, which is, it's a business owner who the last thing they want to do is get in the weeds on their books. They don't want to mess with that kind of stuff. And so all this to say, you know, you can revise your sales process according to what your customers are facing, but 
you can't shut it down, freak out, worry and stress over things that you simply cannot control. So that's the first thing. The second insight is understanding um, the importance of price and value. A lot of times what happens, and this is not just in terms of like recession or what have you, a lot of times when, when things are tough, people will discount their services. They'll cut prices. Um, it's definitely not what's happening in terms of inflation. People are raising prices. But like, let's go back to COVID. I had people who were telling me, Blake, no one's ever going to buy your services during COVID. People are, are panicked about the economy. They're panicked about their business. They're not going to hire you, yada, yada, yada. I did more business during COVID than I had done that entire previous year. Um, I'm continuing to do, I mean, just even like six months ago, I had someone who said, no one's going to want to buy from you anytime soon, not because of you, but because no one's going to want to spend money outside of the mandatory things that they need. And I was kind of just like, well, that hasn't been my experience. I've had a lot of great customers and really great people who are really great about understanding the power of growth and investing in their business. And it just, that just simply has not been my experience. But what's tempting when things, when times are hard is to cut prices, to try to give your customers an added benefit um, and, and understand a distinction here. We're not talking about customer service. Like I might have a customer who the economy gets hard and they say, hey, Blake, I know like the second half of my contract, like the payment amount is due. Could you give me a couple of months to pay it? Because cash flow is crazy right now. And I might say, yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand. Hey, pay me when you can. That is a customer service. And I'm not even saying, by the way, you have to do that, by the way. I mean, you could you could say, you know what? I get it. Man, I'm, things are really tough. I really need, like, give me a portion of that. I, I don't know, something like that. Um, so you don't even necessarily have to do that. But that is a customer service thing you're doing, which is different from, um, you know, being mindful of the value of what you're offering. So my prices have actually gone up aside from inflation, but inflation or not, recession or not, I'm not, I'm not cutting my prices down to try to create some false sense of altruism or kindness for my customer. I was listening to a guy who was talking about his, uh, he cleans businesses basically, and he was talking about, yeah, you know, COVID's been crazy. COVID's been really hard. And because COVID's been so hard, we will, you know, we want you to know how, how great a value we are. So we'll come do the first cleaning free. And if you aren't happy after that cleaning, um, you know, you don't have to book our services. But if you like it, we'd love to sit down and talk to you about uh, working with us again. I was floored by how wild this business model was. Only because I, I do feel like this is an example of thinking you're doing like a great customer service thing when really what you're doing is you're discounting the value of your business in your customer's mind. Because if I'm a customer and you're willing to do the service for free, one, why would I then pay you for it? Two, what is my subconscious assumption of the value of your business, right? Like what's, what, what, what am I, and, and I mean, I'd be realizing this like as I'm processing it, but the subconscious 
thing that I'm thinking about you is I'm probably navigating, okay, why would they come for free? I'm thinking things like possibly even desperation. I'm thinking they will do anything to try to get my attention. And it doesn't instill a deep sense of confidence in the value of, of what you're doing. Um, having said that, don't misunderstand customer service for um, basically destroying the value of your business. Because again, you can have both. You can give good customer service and you can also charge according to what you should charge. Doesn't mean that you don't try to do right by your community. Um, when COVID hit, I did a um, basically, hey, if you want an hour of my time, um, or maybe it was even less than that, I'd be happy to give you some, some added insights for your business because I am passionate about Northwest Arkansas. I'm passionate about our local community, and I wanted to see. I remember that when I rolled that out, I had just been on a call that morning about a new restaurant that had just opened, 27 employees, and had closed and let go everybody. And that was painful. It's painful from someone who loves our community to hear that story because you're thinking, I don't want to see that happen. So all this to say, don't be, don't try to do crazy offers to get your customer's attention. And also aside from like recession, inflation, crazy drama, stuff like that, you should also be mindful of, of when customers think about your offer versus your competitors, where do you fall in terms of price? Are you the cheapest? Are you the most expensive? I'd say most people think that they are somewhere in the middle. I'd say actually most people, most people typically fall in the bottom third. They know they are not the cheapest, but they also want to be affordable for their customers. So again, there's an insight there on value. What's my established value? excuse me, my established value of you according to what you're charging me. Um, and, and don't get mistaken here. We're not talking about even just like, just raise your prices. It's not that simple to create value, by the way. Um, otherwise people think you're over, you, you cost too much. You're overpriced. But here's the issue when you are in that bottom third of price is when times get tough and people do buckle their belts and they begin to think of, offerings that they purchase from businesses. When you start to compete on lowest price, there is simply no winning situation. It is a race to the bottom. And the only customers you will get will be the people who feel sorry for you, who feel bad for you. Maybe they've known you for six, six months to a year or more. And they're, they're buying from you because they feel bad for the situation that you're in, that we're all in, what have you. That is not sustainable for a winning business. It's not to say that there aren't brands out there that are designed around cheapest cost. I think great value from Walmart is a really great example of this. They are intentionally trying to be a cheaper alternative. And uh, these, this is a brand, this is a product that's related to its, its sponsored quote by Walmart and so when times get tough, they'll push that and promote that, and it'll probably do really well. If you run a service-based business, being the cheapest offering will make it very difficult for you. The other thing I'll say, number three, 
is when it comes to running your business, it's so important to really own and know what it is exactly that you sell. What I mean by this is it's, and this is related to, I guess these two points are kind of combined in my mind. It's, it's owning what you sell and it's differentiating yourself from your customers. I was talking to someone this morning who's a realtor and we were kind of just talking about the pain of the real estate market. And I was thinking, man, it's, I actually said, I said, it's tough to be a realtor right now. But if you think it's tough to be a realtor right now, wait till a year from now when we're, you know, deep in a recession, then it's really going to be painful because you have 3000 competitors. You have thousands of people who look just like you. And if I'm a buyer, if I'm looking, if I'm someone looking to utilize you and you look just like everybody else, that is bad news for your business. So there's merit to niching down. There's power in niching down. And it helps you when you niche down, it helps keep your message that much more compelling because there's power and specificity. There's, there's power in being able to say, I do exactly this and here's why you need me. And also it separates you when you niche down, it separates you from your competitors. A friend of mine, who's a bookkeeper who he's niched down to uh, landscapers who's coming on the podcast next month. That is a differentiator from someone who is a general bookkeeper. And so when times are hard and I'm trying to get financial advice for my business or bookkeeping advice for my business, and I am a landscaper, I am going to go with the person who I feel like understands my business best versus the generalist person out there. That's the magic of niching down. And also when you niche down, typically in a time of, of, of inflation or even in a recession, uh, costs go up for your business. And that's why it's even more important to make sure you're only spending money on things that are directly associated with what your niche is. See, what happens when you typically scale a business is feature creep happens. There's this temptation of all these extra things that you want to add on and do. And, you know, you have an influx of cash. Maybe you have a cash reserve that you've never had before. And so you start seeing opportunities and all these different things. And, you know, I want to try a little bit of this offering. I want to try what would it look like to offer this new service? Or we've never dabbled in this before. What would it look like to do this? Well, what ends up happening is the business begins to evolve and grow and expand in a way that you begin to get away from what you were originally known for. And as that happens, you actually start to have services and offerings that really aren't that profitable. In fact, as costs go up, some of these things may be extremely unprofitable for you. This could be really scary for your business, especially if you're the, uh, if you're the business owner who lacks self-awareness and you really love that new product or service because you watched, you know, you watched a six-hour YouTube. You went on a six-hour YouTube bender about a new, you know, thing that you've never thought of before, and now you're all in on it. You know, like perfect example. Maybe you're a window washer, and on some random, uh, you know, kick, you started to watch videos on SEO marketing, and so now you are a window washer. And hey, I'll also I'll do your SEO advertising for you which by the way, this would never happen. But if this did ever happen, if this is you and you're offering two totally different things like that, I'll just go and tell you, you're in trouble. Um, you at least need to think of them as separate businesses and judge accordingly. But what typically happens though, is you have a business owner who is personally passionate about an offering, 
even though it doesn't really make sense on paper. That's something to be mindful of. You know, you want to make sure that you are drilling all in on the things that matter for your business, things that are profitable for your business and tying it as directly as possible to your niche rather than I just want to do something new, right? So all that to say, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. You know, I don't know what the future holds. I hope this is just some random podcast episode that we never really have to revisit in the sense of like, yeah, inflation went down. Uh, we never really went into a recession. But our, con- our economy is cyclical. All economies are cyclical. If it's not six months from now, it'll be five years from now. And so these are things that can be helpful for your business if you're willing to apply them. One last thing I'll say is maybe this is just like a little add on out, you know, on the way out the door kind of concept. But I do think and I made a I made a a, excuse me, a podcast episode on this. Um, Maybe it was during COVID. I can't remember, but it was called um, I think it was called Break the Business to Survive. And the concept behind it was sometimes you really have to like burn the ships. Like you have to totally pivot and flip the business, even when it seems crazy, because otherwise it's either that or death. I think Subway is going through this right now. From what I understand, Subway has revamped their menu where now, you know, when you go into a Subway, you have all the ingredients. You say, I want a little bit of this. I want a little bit of that. I want a little of this. Well, I think from what I understand, they've revamped the menu where now it's like it's it's um, you go and you order. It's like a firehouse subs or like a Quiznos. You go in and you order a sandwich like I want that sandwich. I want the BLT Baconator. I don't know. Baconators Wendy's. And so it was really shocking to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what you've been known for. And it might seem like a bad idea. But it could be also the one thing that causes Subway to totally soar. I have no idea. So don't be afraid to totally break the business and pivot away from what you've always done into new territory. There's plenty of stories of businesses who did that really well and who totally made it. I mean, Walgreens originally was a um, pharmacy soda fountain-esque type place. And they are absolutely not that anymore. I mean, there's still a pharmacy, but you're not going to walk into a Walgreens and get a soda uh, at a soda fountain. In fact, I don't even know, I don't know where you would go nowadays to get a soda (laughs) in terms of like a soda fountain. They should bring those back because they're kind of cool. So one example of this would be, um, there was a guy I was talking to, his business was like leadership consulting and he, we got on a phone call during COVID and it was like, um, uh, actually I'm, I'm mixing up two stories now that I'm thinking about it. Um, ignoring his business, (laughs) I talked to another business owner who did like in-person, uh, life coaching. And I said, yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like during COVID, you're going to have to pivot to like a zoom online digital business. And this person was like, well, no, like the magic is in the in-person one-to-one. Like I can't pivot. And I said, well, you either pivot or you're going to die. Like that is your only choice. Um, she did not pivot and her business did die. I don't feel good about that. I'm not like, I told you so. It's just like when times get tough, that is the time sometimes to be a bit adventurous. And frankly, again, tying it all back to the start, having that open mind, that mindset of abundance, rather than thinking, well, what if I fail? What if it goes wrong? You know, what if it doesn't work out? Maybe you got to try something new and see if it works. So 
all that to say, hey, um, hey, heck, man, I hope none of this stuff ever happens. I hope that, you know, economy booms, your business booms, things go really great. You don't even notice any kind of upturns, downturns, side turns, what have you for your for the economy. And uh, all that to say, I wish you well. Don't be a stranger. If you enjoyed this episode, you have thoughts on what we've talked about today, you can always email me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. We do also sell advertising on the podcast. You're welcome to email me for that information as well. And if you're just a listener and you want to support the podcast, you like the podcast, you want to hear more of the podcast, you can support us at our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash goodadvice, where you can support us for as little as the price of a cup of coffee. Hey, that's this week's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.